So here's yes. another question then, because I mean, to get to that point, it's like, so at some point, don't you have to sacrifice the freedom to get the freedom that you want? Yes, yeah. you do. That's right now. Yeah. But it's also not forever staying in that moment. We'll talk about like, you know, doing the work that's needed, but we have to continue to move the needle. Just because we say like, we don't want to exchange our time for money, continue to exchange our time for money, doesn't mean that we don't want to do work. Doesn't mean that we want to be lazy and just sit around. Mm -hmm. We want to contribute into other areas. We want to fill other assignments that God gives us in our life for purpose-driven work. So it's not that I don't want to continue to fulfill this assignment in my life and in my in the season that I'm in. It's just that I want to move and reframe it in a way where other people are also contributing to it. In order to get to a place where you're working on the business, you have to first work in the business. Yeah. And I feel like that experience is important because when you are working on the business, then you're not going to know who's doing what, if they're doing it the right way. I don't know about that. Welcome to part two of our roundtable episode. If y'all haven't seen part one, go watch that right now, then come back and finish it. Dating is collecting data. Yes, exactly. Dating is collecting data. I don't feel like a person should put so much pressure on being like, this is my person. Yeah. This is the one. Because honestly, once you really get to know them, you really don't know. Yeah. You wouldn't collect any data yeah. if you're not doing any dating. You have to do something, but I'm saying don't put so much pressure of like, oh, like he's it or she's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's okay to be like, I'm dating you. I'm dating you. But I'm, like, I'm looking at too. I'm looking at my options and I'm like, okay, I like this about this person. I like this about this person. And that's it. Yeah. I don't have to have sexual relations with yeah. either one of you. I don't have to do none of that. Now, right. if I choose to, that's my choice. But if you stick to one person, yes. you're always going to feel like this is the person. You're always going to be yes. like, oh, yeah, this is the person because I'm sticking with this and person. Yes. Listen, listen, listen. Yes. And I was like, so are, are you stating that? Wait, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just, okay. Right. So you're saying that collecting data meaning that you need to date multiple people at the same time. You can. Let's get it. We about to get into these Grand Pins cards. So yes, sir. I need you to pick one, my boy. Keep <laughs> it the middle. All right, question. What's the biggest challenge you face as an entrepreneur and how did you yeah. overcome it? <sighs> That's for me or? I you start Every, first yeah, and yeah. then. Around. I would say the biggest challenge I faced is um, humility. I did not understand. Sorry. Um, say what you do. And then okay. All right. I'll say what I do. Um, my name is Ken. I'm 23. I run an insurance brokerage. I focus on life insurance, health insurance, property insurance, and commercial car insurance, commercial and truck insurance. Um, yeah. So I've been doing it almost two years now. Um, before that, I had a sales business, so I've been an entrepreneur for about six years now. Okay. So now you can Okay, so um, I would say the biggest challenge in the beginning was humility, like actually listening to people. Like I used to think I listened to people, like I do like a part of what they say do, but I would do it in my way, and um, and I'd be like, okay, it doesn't work. So I think that was like really one of the hardest things for me because. I just could never figure it out. Like, I was like, what's the trick that they got that I don't? And in reality, they're actually listening and I'm just doing it, just hoping to get by. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. She said, <laughs> 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 I say, uh, what you do well, in your answer to the question? Well, I sell shoes mainly. Uh, I do a lot of things, but that's the main thing I do. But you be having crazy shoe game. Yeah, I know something right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I say, 
caring what people think. Cause like at first I was trying to start selling shoes like worldwide, like actually posting and letting people know like I'd rather just deliver shoes, you know what I'm saying? Like if you need some shoes, I I got the shoes, you know what I'm saying? Let me know if you need it or not. And I started posting them on Instagram, but then I started seeing a couple like hate comments and stuff like that, like are they fake and stuff like that. I'm just like, all right, bro, you know what I'm saying? For one, why am I wasting my time giving you fake? So it's like, I just stopped promoting it. So now it's like, like I said, caring what people think, as in like promoting it, like now I just do it. Like it's whatever, you know what I'm saying? If you think they fake, then okay, don't buy it. You know what I'm saying? Buy it or not, it don't matter to me. Okay, I feel that. So um, I'm a couture fashion designer. And I would say, oh, we're not saying age. Okay, yeah. I'm Jada, couture fashion designer. And I would say for me, my biggest challenge was doing the right thing consistently. You can do a lot of work every day, or you could keep doing uh, certain things consistently, but is it really pushing you to where you're trying to go? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I spent a lot of time doing a lot of things that weren't really helping me get to where I'm trying to go. Right. As well as what you said, not listening. I, I'd be hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jaden, and I'm part of a family-owned logistics company specialized in transportation. And I would say the biggest thing I've learned over this entrepreneurial journey would be for me being the face of the company is maintaining composure. Because there's a lot of times in the trucking world where you have your good days, you have your bad days, and your bad days are really bad. And if you panic, your drivers will panic. So if their truck breaks down, I have to learn how to talk to them over the phone as in where you at, it's okay, I'm gonna get you a hotel. And then on the back end, when they're not looking, figure out, okay, we gotta spend money on this truck. How do I personally balance out taking that loss, you know, in a way, and not be able to break it down because it's family owned, so I have my family looking at me as well. It's like, is it worth it, you know, at the end of the day? Okay. My name is Avian. I am a social media manager. I would say, it's like, what was the question? Like, the hardest thing you overcame? Yeah. Um, I would say being okay with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I would say that because I remember when I used to get my little two grand here, three grand here, and I used to be like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to stop looking for clients. I'm chilling. <laughs> And then I'll be like, oh, shoot, are they going to re-up? Are they going to, like, renew my services? Or do I have to go find another client? And if they don't, then I'm, like, scattered. And I'm, like, scared. Like, dang, like, what am I going to do next? How am I going to get this money? And start just realizing, like, I need to start planning ahead. And start realizing, like, okay, I'll be on, like, two months in. Let me know how the service goes. And also understand, are you going to renew? And then if not, then I can already start looking before the contract ends. Mm -hmm. So being very uncomfortable. Yes. All right. Um. So my name is Jariah. I'm a podcaster. Um, my podcast is called The Highlight Reel. So I would say some of the things that I've had a hard time dealing with has been basically trying to work through doubt and fear to grow something that I want to go somewhere and I want to leave a legacy with. But also, uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but trying to also relinquish some of the control for it to grow because it's like it's my baby so for me to have to rely on other people for me to grow this thing that i set out to do in the beginning when leaving the work to you you might not care about this as much as i do so why should i leave it to you that's been something that's been a little hard for me to do and trying to get over it because if you wanted to go somewhere you can't go 
far by yourself. So that's something I'm kind of navigating. I'm, I haven't overcome it necessarily, but I think as I continue to make the, the correct steps to do so, then I'll, I'll get over it and I'll overcome it. So, yeah. All right. My name's Yanni. I'm a podcaster and I own a Christian streetwear brand called Wise Label. Um, I would say something that I had to overcome was time management. And in the way of executing ideas fast, faster, but in a good time span. Because for some reason, in the past, I used to have an idea. Okay, but I got this clothing brand. I mean, this um, idea I want to do for a drop. And I'll be like, okay, let me just drop. But no, like, you have to market. You have to put the word out. You have to, you know what I'm saying, put the bug in people's ear. So that on that spectrum, but also not sitting on ideas for too long because now somebody already stole the idea. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would say I'm, I'm Trevion. I'm a graphic designer and podcaster. Um, and so one thing that I've learned is setting an intention and also development. So what I mean by that is not being a perfectionist. Uh, I constantly have these great ideas when editing and working with different clients and stuff. And so the intention that I've had to set is like, what's the standard when you're working with these people? How long is the project going to take? What are you, who are you trying to, what clients are you trying to attract? And what is the ideal stuff that you need in order to grow? So instead of looking at all these ideas, what's the one idea that you're going to go with in order to execute well? Um, because you can sit on, sit on top of ideas, sit on top of things, and then you leave yourself stagnant in a place where like you just don't do anything at all. Um, so that's been something in development has been like, you know, being able to speak up and get uncomfortable when asking for your price or, you know, being able to communicate that this relationship no longer works anymore um, and having clear intention with the people that you work with and not just allowing things to not just allowing your business be, to be a hobby, but to be a true business for longevity and to continue to keep prospering and expanding. Who's most likely to sell feet pics? I would never, bro. Really? Yeah. accomplishments and like recognizing that i do this thing called like a winner's jar i saw that on your story mm. and i love that yeah it's like a winner's jar and any small accomplishment i don't care if it's i just booked my first out-of-state client or simple small as like i just did 
my first proposal for them or things of that nature. And I write it on a sticky note and I ball it up and I put it in a winter jar. So whenever I feel like I'm down or I'm sad about something, whether it's personal or business, I literally go back into that winter's jar and I'd be like, wow, I really made strides. And these are small strides to where I am now. I, like I feel like that's yeah. so good, but I think I really, like how you said small strides, I treat the, some of the things that I've done as super small because it's like, okay, yes, you did that, but you haven't done this. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a matter of like my perspective yeah, and just being grateful for all that I've done. But yes. it's very easy for me to feel like, okay, you did that, but you still could have done more. You could have done the, the bigger thing. Or it's like maybe you did these five small things. But that super big goal you had, you didn't do that. Yeah. So that's I do that to myself a lot. Yeah. I don't think that that's a bad idea. Like, I don't think if you look at it and be like, okay, I haven't done that yet, it's bad. Mm-hmm. I think that if you process the thought and you process the thought as a negative thought, then that's when it becomes bad. Mm-hmm. But you should learn how to process that thought and like, okay, wow, I'm closer to this. Yeah. So like when I write down a goal, like, I'd be like, oh, like I was really hard to get all my full licenses. I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, this is it. This is crazy. But once I got one, I was like, okay, man, I got three more to go. Once I got two, I said, like, oh, I got two more to go. And it pushed me every time I told myself, okay, I'm not there yet. And it keeps me humble at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a very tricky question for me. Because mm. I look at it as, for me, where I am today, I, back then I didn't think first choice was the smartest choice because I joined the Marine Corps first and but the person I became as being a Marine artillery section chief deploying and stuff like that that type of chaos looking out for people that's under my care like if I don't train you right you die mm. kind of for me in the position I am at the head of a trucking company takes a bit more like I've been seasoned for this like this was meant for me this leadership this looking out for people this no one else believed y'all panicking, I promise you we'll be okay type. So I didn't think it was good, but looking back at it now, I wouldn't be the person I was if I didn't go yeah. through that season. Mm. With, you know? yeah, I sure. agree. I agree. Well, I was going to say, taking, because I'm trying to answer this very honestly for myself, even taking everything that I've been through into account, if I was to say, am I happy with where I am, based off my decisions, like where I am, am I happy with where I am? I feel like my answer would be no. Because... Um, I still feel like, cause I feel like you were touching on this a little earlier. I feel like I've made good decisions, but I could have made some better decisions. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. some of that has come from arrogance on my part, probably thinking I knew what was going to happen. I remember in college, I kept thinking, I'm going to find, you know how I had movies, someone gets a sponsor in college. Yeah. I always thought I was going to get a sponsor. Someone's going to say, I see the talent in you. I'm going to pay for everything, right? That didn't happen. I didn't, I never got a full ride to college. It just shows me how I've seen how many different opportunities when I could have worked harder in high school. I could have worked harder for uh, scholarships. I could have worked harder to be on an um, athletic team. I could have worked harder to maybe take my podcast further. Just all the things that I could have done. Mm-hmm. Not to say I'm beating myself up, but I feel like there's something there in me that knows I could have been better. Something yeah. could have been better. So it's not you. Exactly, right? And I think that's part of the reason why I've gotten here. Now, do I go harder? Yes, in a way, right? But does that backfire because I'm going too hard? So it's something I'm, really I deal with all the time. 
Yes. When you're constantly trying to reach like a goal, like how you said, like you may belittle some of your accomplishments. I feel like that's in a sense going too hard because you should know that the goalpost is going to continue to move each time you achieve something. Yeah. So once you achieve one goal, it's going to move again. It's not going to be the same. You're going to want and desire more, a more advanced life, a more developed life. Right. Um, and that's even something that like, I'm glad that y'all kind of went because it gave me a second to think like, okay, yes, I can sit here and point out all my flaws. I can point out, I point out how I lost relationships due to not communicating. I could point out how I've messed up projects because I didn't meet the deadline and I communicate that I wanted to meet that deadline um, and I can't, didn't keep them in the loop of the process. I can point out all of those flaws, but I also can show grace and show attention to the fact that I'm the first in my family that like, is fully pursuing like my dreams yeah. all the way. Yeah. I'm the first in my family. Well, I, I won't say the first because I don't know all of my family. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to get on here and be like, bro, stop capping. You feel me? <laughs> but I'm like the, the one in my family that moved out at 19, and I'm sure other people have, yeah. but the majority of my family still live with their parents. The majority of my family still continue to like, you know, they chased their dreams at one point and like they just stopped wow. and put a hold on oh, it once gosh. they had children and different things like that. Um, I'm the one that continuously advance myself and get around more people. So I can point out those things rather than consistently always tearing myself down and belittling my accomplishments. So, yeah, I do feel like you can go too hard at a point. You've got to give yourself grace and know that, like, where you are is okay and where you're going is also going to be even greater. And I heard you uh, mention burnout. And that is so real. Yeah. Like, you can get to a point where you're going so hard to the point where, like, you have no more energy to into the other areas of your life like you're right. going so hard you don't work out no more you don't even eat right no more you're not mm. spending time with your family you know yeah and I, I think that my bad uh i think that if you if you're just chasing money and stuff like it don't mean anything if like you're out of shape if your mental is not right if Absolutely. you know all the other things like it's not just one advancement in life you have to your mind body and soul has to be yeah. intact with one another in order to get going and i feel as though most people look at things from a poverty mindset or what they've been taught about like money and different mm -hmm. things like that like it's not just this one way of thing like anybody can get rich it's just that rich people they do things in a certain way right. and so you yeah. have to follow that that code there's clues to success and you have to pay attention yeah. to it and being fulfilled inside is so much more better yeah. than sitting here having all this money i'm not saying money can't have this happiness. yeah now. i'm not yeah. gonna say that but i also am going to say you have a lot of successful people who are are rich and don't feel good on the inside yeah, yeah. like their souls don't feel fulfilled and that is something that definitely i don't ever want to have to go through yeah. mm -hmm. i feel like i get fulfillment from the fact that i do what i love so mm -hmm. I feel like how you said like at 19 you know you moved out um i feel like it, i have a similar
it's literally the thing that I'm doing now. I find so much mm. joy in that because so for most people, you have dreams as a child that die when you're a child. Right. Mm. But mine got to stay with me. They got to grow with me. So yeah. it's just cool to watch how like I went from oh my first clients was my dolls. And then when I got to elementary school, and then when I got to middle school, I still didn't know how to sew, but I started, like, selling uh, denim, like, repurposed denim and stuff. And, like, I would dye it and bleach it. When I got to high school, I started sewing, and, and by my senior year, I was making my own prom dress. So it's just cool that the fact that, like, this this craft has grown with me, and mm-hmm. I get to wake up. And, and at first, it really was still a hobby. It's like, oh, I want to be a fashion designer, but I was like, I would sell something here and there. But the fact that I can say I am doing as a career mm-hmm. full time, like something that I love, yeah. that has been something that I wanted to do since I was a, a child, I find a lot of the yeah, fact sure. that you just did a wedding dress, yeah. something that somebody yeah. got, yeah. you know, that's going to be in their family. That was going crazy. Right. So I have a question. Then. <laughs> so really quick, raise your hand if you feel like the work that you do is what you love and you're like doing it right now. full time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he said, I'm on, a, I'm on a half and half. You're on a half and half. You don't love what you do. Um, I would say this. I'm, I'm good where I'm at. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't think it's the work that I'm attached to. Okay. But I've always kept God in the center of everything I do. Right. Mm-hmm. So the doors that open for me is just like, it's incredible. I'm able to like, I've jumped around in so many industries to where I've been able to win awards, do good in all those yeah. industries. I'm not really attached to. Business mm-hmm. of it, yes, okay. Because I always know I'm gonna always do something different. That's just right. personally, yeah. yeah. Okay. See, for, for, I, for, oh, for me, um, like I said before, how I got into social media management is because I want to do service for others, and sometimes now what that I do full time that kind of strips away some of the oh, I want to do this for a client again, mm-hmm. and now it's like dang, it feels like work and not passion mm. and fulfillment anymore it just feels like just work because i do it for artists on a regular basis every day yeah. so now it's like i want to tap into the podcasting where i want to have my own talk show i want to see other avenues i can get into and build my own self as a brand <clears throat> because i do see myself being a brand myself yeah, yeah. and so those are the multiple things i actually want to do and that i'm still trying to navigate to do but it's having the time to actually do it Right. I don't. See, I'm on the flip side of that. The whole reason why I ask is because I do feel like most of the people that are sitting here right now, they are doing what they love to do, and they can you know, make some money from it. I love to podcast, right? I'm not at a point where I'm making any money from it. Mm-hmm. So I have to work jobs, nine to fives, and I, cause I have more than one job, right? And I'm doing all that because I want to put money into the thing that I love mm-hmm. so I can... I consider it a good problem. It's something that you love and you get paid for it. It might get annoying, but you love to do it. It's still easy for you to pull up to do it and you can get paid for it. What I love to do, I don't even get paid for it, but I love to do it because of the fulfillment of it, right? Yeah. So as much as I work, I sometimes might get burnout, but it's actually a little easier for me to go do that thing yeah. because I know that I am going to do the thing that fulfills me because if I don't, then why am, why am I even doing all this? Yeah. So it makes it easier for me to even try to search for that goal to make sure that I can make sure my podcast grows. Yeah. So I'm going to have to work to put some money into it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I might burn myself out, but I also know I'm, a, I'm wired a little different. Yeah, I can yeah. do more than some others might to make sure that I can take this somewhere because if I'm not taking it anywhere, then why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. For sure. I also see like in my, like in my business because 
of how much work I put into others, I felt like I could have done that more for myself. Mm. When I was an entrepreneur, when I came out of college, I was a full-time entrepreneur. This job that happened, it didn't come till six months after college. Every time I kept getting into the final rounds of jobs that I actually really liked, and not say I like, I love this one because yeah. I'm yeah. entertainment industry is not a nine to five; it's every day. Yeah. So. But I really wish I would have put that same effort that I'm putting into these artists, into these restaurants and all that, because they manage different things that I would have done for myself as an entrepreneur. I battle with that for sure. Um, and even like what you said about like burnout, like I feel as though we, we're kind of in the same field. And then I relate to Jada often about like just clients and stuff in general. And so like burnout, like I've literally been in burnout phases where like I'm overwhelmed. I'm like overstimulated. I'm like acting out of character or you know not acting out of character but just like stressed and like now i'm not being the person that i am so you have to like pay attention to those cues and i even relate to what you're saying as far as like the podcast it gives me the freedom to express myself and be my own entity my own brand but then it's a challenge when we're doing stuff for podcasts and then you have clients and they're like oh i need this right now like i need you to commit to the Me. stuff that I need. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, like, I have this gift. I'm sharing my gift. And it gets me relationships. But it also can kind of leave me in a space of, like, all right, what is it do I, that I want to do? Because I, I have this gift. I love contributing to people. But I also love contributing important to my own brand. Right. And so it's like, what do I want to go all the way in with? Um, and, like, what standards do I want to set if I want to continue to work in this this space um because the end the entertainment industry is really non-stop it's like even if you try to take a day off you're still gonna have somebody calling you about something you feel me and i think that's something that you relate to as well like just when you're doing dresses and stuff oh i have an event at this time like it's like there's no sanity to keep saying like you just gotta keep going at times and really just going yeah that's true and i relate to that and to like add to what you were saying about how you always did dresses for me like i always did content when Same. i was younger i used to make content for my friends and you know little flippograms then it started elevating for me to actually get paid and now like that's like what i do for full time sure um but so it's like i like to do content but then it's like now what you were saying now it's like it's a job now so mm-hmm. now it's more of a burden it's like taking away creativity that I could use in my own brand. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't even feel like, you know, putting as much creativity and thought over here because I'm so focused on getting my clients' content done. I'm so focused on working over here, you know? Mm -hmm. So then it starts to feel like, okay, well, now my own brand isn't growing, so, Mm -hmm. For sure, and it's like, the last thing I'll say is like, when I had a YouTube channel, I was able to have all the time in the world to create whatever videos that I did. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes it's like, dang, I wish I would have took more time to go all in Mm -hmm. and really like, do what's uncomfortable rather than like always contributing to somebody right. else's business because yeah. now the same effort that I'm putting it into theirs by the time I'm done doing that it's hard for me to contribute to any like anything that has to revolve around you me feel because drained. you're like drained yeah, you feel me exactly. um and so one question that I had did, did you want to go before I had a question yeah okay so the one question that I had was like have any like have y'all been to college and like have y'all ever had like a plan B or is this like the one thing that you have to contribute to um, in order no to make something to work? Um, I'll start. So I did go to college. I didn't, when I went to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. Mm-hmm. Then I got into a, one major, didn't stick with that. Got into another major, stuck with that, graduated. And again, I'm thinking something is just going to, or actually, like I said, arrogance. There were some jobs that I probably could have had coming out, mm-hmm. but that is not what I wanted to do. 
So I said, no, I'm not doing that because it's something else I know I want to do. But then sitting where I am now, looking back at those, at that decision I made, I can already feel if I would have made a different decision and maybe accepted those jobs I didn't want to do, I would, to me, I, I'm not going to lie, I feel like I'm very much a money chaser right now because that is what I need to feel you know, more secure. So I would have had probably some more money for longer and I could do more with it. So because of that, I feel like I've had to pivot because those are decisions I didn't make. So I've had to change up how I do things from there. And I have to, you know, sit with that, swallow that pill. But I have to, like, I've been trying to make sure I'm doing things different from there because I can already see how this decision years ago is still affecting me right now. Yeah. So I have to move different. Have you been to college, Jaden? I didn't go to college. I enlisted right into the Marine Corps. And I feel like for me, trucking is that I would say it's my plan A. I don't have a plan B, but for me, being the face of trucking and creating an opportunity gives me the platform to be what I want to be in life. Like eventually, I want to grow and be a life coach, like where trucking can make his money. I can hire someone to do what I do, and I just go be a life coach, help people in need, like personal development. But to be a, a personal development coach, you got to perform. So in order for me to have something to talk about and to show that I did it, trucking is the way for me to make that mark for those yeah, she said she'd been to college, but you um, can tell your experience. Have you, like, with being, being in college and stuff and your plan? Um, yes, yeah, so I went to Georgia State University. Mm-hmm. My first major was film and media. Mm-hmm. And then it went to journalism. Found it out. I don't care about the old TV shows or history. Mm-hmm. Um, journalism, <laughs> I don't like writing. Don't like it. I, I caption. You know, I can do a quick <laughs> caption, but I don't like writing out stuff. It's just not it. And so then when I found media entrepreneurship, I was like, oh, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be. It was so crazy because, like, my mom, I know she wanted to be an interior designer. My dad wanted to own his own radio. So I just felt like everybody had their own thing that they actually really wanted to do, but nobody went hard after it. Or they had, you know, family or kids, basically. Mm -hmm. And it was like, for me, it was like, yeah, media entrepreneurship. I knew I loved the media. I knew I loved to be in front of the camera. I knew I actually liked working behind the camera and learning new stuff. And every time... I tapped into like dope videographers to learn behind the camera before I started being like, yeah, I want to be in front of the camera or doing YouTube, all that things. I was like, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be for yeah, sure. Yeah. So. Okay. Jada. Okay. I can like you never pot. <laughs> <laughs>
because I didn't graduate from college, my options for jobs is very small. Mm. So I'm gonna have to make some work, you know. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. But I don't have a plan B. Plan B. But I honestly couldn't see myself doing anything else. Gotcha. Purpose work. Yeah, for sure. You said college. With me now, I ain't go to college. Like really planning, it was just get money. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. He said we ran out of the gym. We ran out of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no plan B. It's literally like just say it all in plan one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Like long as it pays, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what it is, you know what I'm saying? Like. I never really cared too much about other people thought of me. So like, whatever I do, like, long as it pay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's okay. real. So how have you navigated that vehicle of like, what's gonna pay you and you know get money? Cause you're a serial entrepreneur, right? What you mean? Like, like you, you have multiple. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But like, it's never like I'm tied to one. You know what I'm saying? So like, shoe selling, like, I can stop if I wanted to, but it's like. Why not? Why would I do that? Like, well, I'm the money I'm making. Yeah. Actually, wanted to. That was where I was gonna. Not being tied to something, and I wanted yeah. to touch on that because. Yeah, so uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, like, I basically agree with you, like when you said that, like, yeah, nah, I ain't. Like, also, I agree with him too, like how he said he not happy with, like, which is what where you yeah. at, yeah. but like with your decision, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, you make the use of it. Like, just, right. yeah, make the use of it. Like, just do what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, just get money. Like, make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it. Just make that clear. Just give money. Get <laughs> <Right. laughs> money. What else is it to? Your house not free. Your car not free. Your clothes not free. Right. Your yeah. teeth not free. Insurance not free. Ain't nothing free. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, what else is there to do? Like, yeah. just get that money and have fun. Enjoy yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I was saying. Like, enjoy yourself with relationship, time, business, whatever it is. Just enjoy. Like, this is life. Like, you only get one. You only yeah. get one. So like, live it up however you want to. And it's no right or wrong to nothing. Like yeah. a lot of people, are like, oh, you doing that like that? I don't like that. Okay, cool. You don't like it, but I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we lit. I say like straight like this. Y'all probably you know, like this, but like people that do OnlyFans, you know what I'm saying? Hey, they making money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. OnlyFans managers like, too. Regardless, yeah. whatever you're doing, yeah. make the money. That's all that money. <laughs> that, I feel like that's what I respect <laughs> for people. Like whatever the vehicle is of what you're doing, then that's gonna be like. What, that's what works for you. It doesn't matter what works yeah, for the next person. So, like, just put respect on, you know, somebody's contribution. Yeah, because I wanted to do motivation for so long, and I'm, I'm going to get into that. Like, that's, like, I say that's real plan B. Like, that's, like, but it's really still plan A because, like, I know <laughs> I, I, I want to do it. Like, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it. Like, I'm going to eventually. That's him. Like, he said he eventually wants to get into like, life coaching. It's not that it's a plan just, B, but that's just, a part of plan A. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's going to happen, so The only reason I'm tied. I, I like being tied because personally for me, like my name is on the company. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. I can't focus on selling shoes because I build this not for me. It's bigger than me. I'm building this for when I'm like my grandkids, grandkids, grandkids will have a name on the building. You know, that's the only reason I'm tied. I my my family don't have nobody with a name on the building. Sure. Like I'm the mm-hmm. middle child as well, so I feel like God forbid both of my parents left tomorrow. I want their name on a building in Atlanta somewhere. So yeah. I just. For sure. I think the main thing is, is like, you don't have to execute every single goal 
at once. Like mm. you could write it down and save it for later. And that's something that you do at a later season of your life. But it's figuring out like, what is the one thing that I'm consistently going to put effort into in order to continue to grow and keep going. So like, it don't, it don't necessarily matter that you haven't started on it yet. You can eventually get there. I bought a heat press machine and completely went a totally opposite direction. <laughs> I thought I was going to be in the clothes and stuff and start a fashion line and all of that. And I went from YouTube and graphics and doing the podcast now. Like, I haven't even touched that heat press machine since I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So, what's the, um, your, like, have you been to college? What's your plan? Yeah, yeah I, I say I never really, like, when y'all talk about passion, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I chased freedom. Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of freedom, man. Like him, um, my goal was to enlist into the military. I ended up getting an Army scholarship to Clark Atlanta University. And um, I did my year or so. And the only reason why I wanted to go to the military is because they said, you were, you do 20 years, you get a check for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, everybody else is doing 40 years. So right. <laughs> that's half of what everybody else is doing to retire. So I was chasing freedom. And once I got exposed to business, it just made sense. So I didn't. You know, I seen what it looked like to, you know, mm-hmm. take your wife out the country and not even mm-hmm. touch your business. Or I seen what it looked like to pull up in the car that you want and not the car that you can afford, or pull up in the house that you want, not the car, that, not the house that you can afford. So that idea of living has always been something that I've always wanted. So it wasn't really necessarily, oh, I gotta do this to make it yeah. there. Like, no, it was like, okay, but I found the people, the specific people that was doing it and they got the life that I wanted and I did exactly what they did. So when he talk about, like, I did uh, his policy, when he talk about, oh, you did my policy, if I was passionate, I would have known exactly what was going on. I said, listen, I got to call my assistant. I got to see what's going on because I'm just not that passionate to none of my businesses at all. Yeah, Um, sure. Yeah, college, I mean, it was cool. I met a lot of people. Yeah, I haven't been to college neither and so I didn't have no plan B. Like, it was going to work some way. The first way I started was, like, started washing cars at my school and then went from there to like doing YouTube. But the thing is like, so how Jada, how you said like you always knew you were gonna do fashion. I always knew that I wanted to like be a part of the entertainment industry. I just didn't know exactly what that was. And so as Yanni like, you know, doing the flippograms, editing cartoons and like stuff like that, like doing all of the editing stuff. So I knew and then it kind of just came to me. It started with the YouTube. I started the YouTube channel. It ran up to like 50,000 subs. And like, I went from wanting to be in front of the camera. As I started getting depressed, I didn't want to be in front of the camera anymore. So I started the graphics. Because I knew I didn't want to stop doing YouTube and being in the entertainment world. I just didn't want to be in front of the camera at that moment. And so I've gained as much relationships that I would have ever imagined in through servicing people through graphics rather than just doing YouTube. YouTube, it was kind of like, you really got to like stand out to the most part. And that's the point where I'm getting back to now. Like, we're doing a podcast. Me and Yanni, like, we're challenging each other to do YouTube. Jada. Two weeks behind. <laughs> Not two weeks behind. You feel me? But it goes back to that that one thing of like, working with clients and like, you know, okay, I have yeah. all these clients yeah, that exactly. I got to contribute to and I can't just, you know, that's what makes the money. But I also know like, I'm a go-getter. I'm a go and get what I need in order to advance my life. Like, I don't ask nobody for nothing. Uh, yeah. And so, that that's, like, really something, like, I didn't, haven't had no plan B. I knew for sure I wasn't going to college because it was just a non-negotiable factor in my mind. Like, it was it was nothing that was going to sway me anyway. Um, and even with what you said of just, like, have, like, having the passion. Okay, somebody else said something about passion. Uh, like, the passion work is really something that I have to learn that, okay, you can be passionate about something, 
But, and this can be a hobby, this can be a skill set that you have, but when you're turning it into a business, now you have to move differently because I feel as though your your name means everything yeah, in this yeah. industry. So if you mess up your name, you have to repair those relationships because you're not going to get anywhere. Like, just, and start new ones. Yeah, like you're not going to get anywhere just trying to break this relationship, then you start a new one. Like, for the most part, everybody know everybody. You feel me? So you got to, like, continue to contribute because one connection may get you somewhere. Working with celebrity clients it started off with me working with a few celebrity clients. They knowing their friends and they connected me to their friends. So now it's just a whirlwind of like connections. You feel me? So yeah, that's something that has been my experience. Yeah, that's real. And I kind of want to add to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like having good relationships is more important than having a lot of money. Yeah. Because you can lose the money, but your relationships can help you get that money yes, back. Yes, they can. <laughs> That's yeah. a bar. Plus, That's a bar. Experiences like what he said. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you have a mentor, like I want to get into insurance. I met him today. I'm going to call him every day. Yeah. Like, bro, what did you do? You already paved the road. Let me come ride down yeah. into right. it. Right. Exactly. If, like, true mentors, like, you might just ride past him. You, you know get exposed to more. Yeah, you, know? yeah, sure. you definitely get exposed to more. I, I, last thing I'll say, um, you get exposed to more, like, when I first started working with Dave, after you know having people reach out to him, mm-hmm. connecting through all of that, when I first started working with him, I paid four thousand dollars to meet him in person. I was already on his team, but the respect wow. and the value that I, I paid four thousand dollars for VIP to get to an event that I already was able to get in for free. But it wasn't about me. Oh, I'm, I work on your team and the entitlement. It was about I know I need to get in that room. So whatever mm-hmm. I need to do, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it. It's not. I'm not looking at it from a perspective of. Oh, I work with him. He owes me this. I need to get in there for free. No, I didn't look at it that way. So that opened the door for me. And he even like he just exposed me to more like he put me on a a first class flight like to go to Miami and bought an Airbnb for the whole team. And it's like, that's different. Like open up your mind, like being able to do that for your team. Like that just exposed me to more for real. For real. It was. Yeah. Okay, I still got to answer the question. Okay, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Hey, y'all, what's up? I know you're enjoying the episode, but real quick, who wanted to take a second to talk to y'all? Hey, pull out your phones right now and text the word GP Crew to the number down below. Let's get it. Go do that right now. You're going to get updates about new drops, events, and so much more. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Now, let me get back behind the camera. Let's get it. Okay, okay. So, I was going to say, um, I always knew I didn't want to go to college, um, mm-hmm. but I, I felt the pressure from my family of you're supposed to go to school, go to college, then get a job. So I always felt that pressure. Mm-hmm. And when it was started to be like around high school, my aunt and grandma asking me like, oh, what college are you going to go to? And I would just be like, oh, you know, I'm looking at this college. But internally, I know I am not going to college. Right. Yeah. But then I'm <laughs> thankful because my dad was being in my other ear saying you don't have to go to college like as long as you're doing something that you love to do and it's paying you good that's all that matters like you don't have to go to college so i'm like okay i'm just not gonna tell my family that i ain't going to college and then by the time i graduated and then they saw that i wasn't about to go to college but they saw that i was actively pursuing a dream and i feel like when they saw me doing that then it's like okay well she's not going to college but at least she's not just sitting around you know and then they started like trusting like i know she's going to do something but, yeah, I don't have a plan B. And I feel like that plays a part of me wanting to go hard because mm-hmm. it's like if this don't work out, I don't have nothing else to rely right. on. Right. Yeah, my, my mom and dad, they didn't put that pressure on me. So, like, it's everybody has a different, like, perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, so, 
<laughs> what was the question? Well, I, I, I got a question too. <laughs> okay, so Jada, go first. Jada. Jada's go like, ahead. at this point, forget it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jada. Okay. <laughs> okay, really quick. I've been wanting to touch on what you said. Um, so I've definitely had a lot of moments where I feel like um, I felt bad because I'm not like that type of entrepreneur. Uh, I have a lot of emotion. I have a lot of emotion attached to my brand. Uh, but also the fact that I am a hands-on entrepreneur. Uh, sometimes I feel bad about that. I feel like sometimes I think, like how you said you made your first six figures in 19. I'll, I'll think about how, because I am such a hands-on entrepreneur, what my business requires me. And I want to be able to be the type of entrepreneur that doesn't have to be so involved in what they do. Um, but that's just, I can't see myself at the same time letting go of my fashion brand. But ideally, it seems, I don't know, sometimes I, I feel like it seems smarter. Like the friends that I do ha have that do it's just cool to see, dang, they're able to scale so much faster because they're not trying to make a bunch of dresses or make, like, put in all these hours creating something mm -hmm. to get paid. And so, yeah, I, I definitely have had a lot of moments where I felt bad, like, dang, maybe if I, if I did something like this, it would be a little bit easier. And not saying, like, what you hard work but more so like maybe that could be a vehicle for me to get to but what's your goal though mm -hmm. my goal is to have a global fashion brand and be like the next Gucci Versace all of that I want that but right now I'm doing all the sewing and I'm doing all yeah. of this work and I mm -hmm. feel like uh, but I think how did it, they start though they mm -hmm. started how you started yeah mm -hmm. true so it's like you're already on the way but I guess I think about, so we're all young, so I think about how there's so many other young entrepreneurs, and I guess this goes into comparison for real, yeah. but so many young entrepreneurs who become really successful really young, and I feel like, yeah, I'm building, I'm definitely putting in the work to get to that dream, but it's more so like, dang, I want to hit certain money goals like sooner than later, mm. um, and it's not that it's not possible with me being hands-on in my See, well, go ahead. And then I got a question after you go. All right, well, I was just going to say, like, how do you feel about all the comparisons you're doing? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, hmm. Dang, he put you on a hot seat. Yeah, I'm weak. No, but be weak. Like, does it make you feel bad? or Because I know for so me it does. it's not a consistent feeling. It's more so I have the thought sometimes. Yeah. Start making money from it, 
and they're able to scale um, like quickly from it, and then they're able to go to the next thing. Like mm-hmm. if they want, they can just go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Even thinking about like my my time freedom, right? Yeah. I feel like I have to really plan things out if I want to go on a trip. I have to think like, Ooh. dang, well, mm-hmm. if I got five dresses to do this month. I can't go on no trip. So I'm going to hop in right here. All right. So you talked about freedom earlier, and I've been pondering on that as we've been talking ever since. What does freedom look like to y'all? Because you hear financial freedom, financial freedom, financial freedom. Start your own business, get financial freedom. Okay. So then you're on this path toward that financial freedom, but it's like, do you want to be free of this thing that gives you fulfillment? Or is the thing that gives you fulfillment what provides you the freedom? And... Do you really want to be free of this thing that you created? Because it's your little baby, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you want to scale, but you have to do all this work to do it. So what does that even look like? I feel like I want to do intentional work where I'm not constantly exchanging my time for money. Yeah. So I'm not doing things like Jada said of, oh, I can't go on this trip because I have all of these orders to fulfill. I have videos to edit. I have flyers to do. I want to do intentional work where I can delegate. I can use like the idea of like who not how of you know mm-hmm. i feel like wisdom and procrastination they kind of go hand in hand in a sense and the reason i say that is because sometimes you can have wisdom you can have all these big ideas like nationwide is on your side yeah <laughs> you can have all these ideas and you want to execute them but you just don't have the time in order to really work on it me editing for clients and stuff, I don't have the time every single day to continuously contribute into the ideas that I have for my brand. So it's like you might as well work a nine to five if you're going to continue to go down this road of consistently working back yeah. to back mm. and trying to exchange your time for money. Yeah. So it's like the reason why I said procrastination and wisdom kind of goes hand in hand is because you could be procrastinating on the wisdom that you have and the ideas that you have. But you just don't have the time to execute it. And so you have to then learn how to put people in position to execute that dream. Who can fulfill this part of my my life? Who can fulfill this role to get the job done? So that way I can move on to something else as you do when you see other people that you're comparing yourself to. So when I'm comparing myself to other designers and different things like that, you're only comparing yourself because you're not doing the, the work that they're doing in order to get to the next level. You're staying mm-hmm. at the same level and trying to be a worker and not get out of that work environment. You feel me? That's why it's so important. These people don't have, like, I have a lot of Instagram mentors that I look at. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of these people in person and watch them. That's why it's very important, especially when you start off in business, to find somebody that's doing what you're doing that has mm-hmm. the lifestyle. Yeah. You see, a lot of people, there's a lot of people making money, but they don't have the lifestyle that you want. Mm-hmm. So if you keep doing what they're doing, you're going to have the same lifestyle. So I know a lot of people make a lot of money, but they never can spend time with their family. What kind of life is that? You know, mm-hmm. so if you have that image of that person, you're able to see what does it look like to run a multi-billion dollar fashion design company and still be able to go off and then your business come back and it grew. Because mm-hmm. that's possible too. So, it's, all right. So here's another question then, because I mean, to get to that point, it's like, so at some point, don't you have to sacrifice the freedom to get the freedom that you want? Yes, yeah. you do. That's right now. Yeah. But it's yeah. also not forever staying in that moment. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, we'll talk about doing intentional work we'll talk about like you know doing the work that's needed but we have to continue to 
move the needle? What is going to move the needle in order for us? Just because we say like we don't want to exchange our time for money, continue to exchange our time for money, doesn't mean that we don't want to do work. Doesn't mean that we want to be lazy and just sit around. Mm -hmm. We want to contribute into other areas. We want to fill other assignments that God gives us in our life for purpose-driven work, for intentional work. I want to speak to kids about having a sex addiction. I want to speak to kids about you know, being dealing with not having a father, especially black men. I want to speak to black men about mental health and different things like that. So it's not that I don't want to continue to fulfill this assignment in my life and in my in the season that I'm in. It's just that I want to move and reframe it in a way where other people are also contributing to it. You think mm-hmm. Tyler Perry has to show up to the studio every time when a movie is being filmed? <laughs> no, no. he doesn't have to do that. The people that work at Gucci. They don't have to show up to the yeah. stores. They have people in position doing that. The people that work on clothing brands, they don't have, they're not shipping out the orders. They have big companies and machines doing this. So yeah. it's like mm. doing other, fulfilling other areas and not just consistently working for a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like to add to that, I feel like in order to get to a place where you're working on the business, you have to first work in the business. Yeah. And I feel like that experience is important because when you are working on the business, you're not going to know if you don't have the experience of in, then you're not going to know who's doing what, if they're doing it the right way. I don't know about that. Why say that? Mm. Because I know somebody. Um, I'm not going to say their business because I feel like if I say them. You could explain what, what yeah, they're Okay, they do something. It's like um, a business that's very easy to scale. Mm-hmm. They did this with the. I don't even want to say that. Okay, so they did this business. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of money from it. Uh, I want to say they made dollars yeah. and then once they did that the girl said I am going to start a fashion brand now she's never had a fashion brand and now because she's made millions of dollars doing something like similar to what he does now she has millions of dollars to start a household fashion brand that she wants she did she's not working in the business now she has all the money to hire everybody she needs Bring this to life. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like she did that for a couple years. Like, you can, I don't know if you don't want to use the word sacrifice. So she spent those couple of years doing something, basically creating a vehicle that would get her to the point to where now mm-hmm. she's able to start her fashion brand easily. Mm-hmm. She's able to hire all the people she needs. She's literally able to do everything she wants. And she's able to create her dream fashion brand opposed to I'm building brick by brick. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm see. starting from the ground up and working towards those. Uh, eventually, have my millions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. See, that's interesting because I feel like. People say they want to be in it brick by brick, you know, go the hard way. But come on now, you telling me if you're gonna start from zero dollars or ten million dollars, which one are you gonna pick? Exactly. Like right. that's that's the one you're gonna pick. So I know for me, again, in the work that I do, the podcast is something I love to do, but that has not brought me any income yet, right? So I'm just basically trying to find the vehicles that will get me the funds to do what it is that I love to do, yeah. and it's like. I'm sacrificing my time and everything, but I don't mind that because I know that it's going back to that. So I, I just think it was really interesting you brought up that example because I feel like some people feel like they are, are discouraged if they have to use a vehicle or use something else to get them what they want. Yeah. I feel like that's you using your resources. Yeah. So yeah. you got to do what you got to do. It's your yeah. investor. Exactly. Yeah. Keon, what were you? This is how I feel though, like. <laughs> Yo, he's I funny. love when he pops up. <laughs> he literally stays silent. He like, nah, I gotta speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak. yeah. it's like I'm gonna be honest because like, I really be waiting. Like, um, I 
all y'all just to speak yeah. and then I speak. But I just been thinking this for like almost a minute. Like, what's the rush in all of it? Like, what's the rush in getting to where we gonna go? Because you don't know how much time. Yeah, so, so but at personally, the same time, yeah. it's like. Okay, you spend so much time in the business, now you missing out on family. You spend so much time on family, now you missing out on business. It's like, yep. what you gonna do? You know what I think that's the, the the factor that I also struggle with because, like, I moved here to Atlanta to you know benefit in the areas of my business and grow and you know not work for a dollar. And when I say not working for a dollar, having that freedom to do whatever it is in life that I would like to do to heal. And I always say this: I wish I would have. Heal before starting a business. I, I sometimes I think like, dang, mm. I, I wish I would have possibly got a little experience in working a nine to five so that I can have discipline of time management and different mm. things having wow. SOPs. <laughs> and sometimes you have to work in the business in other people's business in order to see mm. how they're operating, how this successful That's business is running, how is McDonald's still getting clients and you know customers every day buying their food. And their food no, is not all that good. <laughs> How is Chick-fil-A having a long line around the corner every single day? And, you know, they're closed on Sunday. They have that boundary to close on Sunday, and people are still going to show up Monday morning. You feel me? So it's like really just what is the life that you want to live? And I don't think that we should – I don't think we should beat ourselves up, but I also don't think that we should just move in a way of like – Oh, like, you know, we got time. You feel me? Like, we should move yeah. with some sort of urgency, urgency yeah. and continue to plan. And it, you don't have to. This is something that Dave taught us. You don't have to reach every single goal right now. But if you didn't reach it this month, try it again the next month. Yeah. See what you can change. Yeah. You feel me? How do you know how much time you have? You, you don't. You, you don't. You definitely don't. Exactly. So, like, what's the point? What's the rush? But I feel like I'm trying to know how much time Yeah, you don't know how much time you have. So, what if you're rushing and it's like tomorrow, the end? I'd rather go hard in my twenties so that oh, way yeah. or just go hard sooner. Yep. That way by the time I get to my thirties or sooner, whatever the case may be, I'm able to just live my life how I want to. For live. the rest of my exactly. life until so that last day. It but does I feel like, like you're comparing a, yourself though. But it's not that. I don't think that's comparison. I feel like that's the lifestyle I want. I never yeah, want. Yeah, no, I'm to saying in general, like people, like you can be like, dang, I'm not here yet where they are. You know what I'm saying? Well, oh, this in this yeah, case, I'm in not this case, where they are. Yeah, I am this not, is what I desire I for my life. The standard. I don't want to be 45 and still having to wake up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. About, so I'm that's why you got worrying about a four four hundred one k and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, like you gotta have that fire for real. I feel like you have to have something that makes you be like, okay, let me get up and let me go towards this. Thing instead of just being so like, like, oh, like, like honestly, yeah. so honestly, I also yeah. feel like I feel like I, <laughs> so I think we can probably all relate. I think something that's probably created a sense of urgency in all of us is probably seeing our family members maybe work forty years for something just to not really oh, be able to benefit yeah. from it. Because yeah. people say that we don't want to work. I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to work for you. Yeah. I want to work for me and make yeah. the money that I want to make how I want to make it. And that's why I feel like I might be feeling rushed to get to these points because I want to be able to actually enjoy it. Some people didn't get to enjoy it, and I've seen my family go through that. I don't want to go through the same thing. I'm pretty sure they don't want me to either. I have a question. For everybody, like, who have most of you worked a 9 to 5 or no? I, I got one. No? What was the question? Like, have most... Has most most of you worked a nine to five? I'm in right now. Okay. For the ones that haven't, like, Not was it? Rehab, but, right. Uh, okay, but like, when it came down to like management, time, and discipline, like you said, and you wish you would have worked a nine to five, how did you guys navigate through that? You I'm know, still and navigating push, and through. Push forward through. 
Yeah, I'm still I'm still navigating through it because it's like, okay, I have to have some type of structure or discipline in order for this thing to keep moving. You feel me? I can't continue to not be able to manage my time because I'm gonna continue to mess up relationships, which is gonna continue to not allow me to get in rooms that I would like to get of, and it's gonna mess up the image that I have, and it's gonna mess up snowball. It's a snowball effect. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Like it keeps growing more and more. And so if this is something that you really want to do. You have to hold yourself to a certain standard. And it's not the fact of comparing yourself. It's not the fact of beating yourself down. But it's the fact of learning, understanding, and reflecting, and having that self-reflection of knowing where you are and where you're trying to go and progressing 1% better every day. You feel me? And not just, like, being complacent with where you are because, in that case, you know, just rock out until the last day. (laughs) Yeah. How does – I don't – I get what you're saying, but I don't get it. So how does you working a nine to five, how is that going to help you become a business owner? Well, I, I never said, like, it would help me become a business owner. What I'm explaining is, like, I wish I would have worked one. At, initially, that's my thought. When I'm learning, learning that, like, I'm lacking discipline, I'm lacking time management, I'm lacking that. I feel as though it, in the if I know that I want a business and I know that I want something that's big and longevity, for example, um, working in, if you're a graphic designer, maybe instead of me have starting off being a freelancer, I could have worked in somebody else's agency and see mm-hmm. how they operate their systems, how they continue to manage getting orders and locking in people. Who do they have in position that's doing what I need in order to set this standard for my business? But that could be learned through. Yeah, and and that's I'm learning that through yes. through, and that's why I don't say it like that's why I'm not going. That's why I'm not working a nine to five. Yeah, you feel me? I'll say, uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to add on to what you said about time management. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like as far as getting the nine to five and like how that's played a part in like time management and things like that, I'll say I feel like a nine to five really does make you think. If you're not already this type of person, like let me get stuff done. It makes you think because, of your time. Because uh, before I did become a full-time entrepreneur, I worked at, like, UPS for, like, five months. And it, I would work, like, overnight. So from, like, I would go in at, like, 11 or 12, get off at, like, 7, 8 in the morning. Um, it, it would be terrible. But I would get off at, like, 7, 8 in the morning, go home, take a nap for about three hours. I wake up, my interns come over, uh, and they would help me sew and work on stuff till about 6 p.m. Mm. And then I would cook, and then I would go to bed at like eight o'clock, and I would sleep for about three, four hours, and then it would be all over again. And that was five days a week. And so I was gonna still, I was gonna stay on that schedule because it's like, okay, I'm not gonna stop designing, I'm not gonna stop working on my business, but I still at the time need this job. So I feel like uh, it. Yeah, I could sit in bed and work. Yeah, you feel me? I can text people back whenever I want. I can live however I want to live, but it's like, no, you got to set these standards in order to like stay on track. And you know, um, I definitely want to go back to what you said of like, what's the rush? I I don't think there's necessarily a rush, but it's like, if this is what you want to do, like, what are you going to do in order to get to that goal? And even if I don't make it in time. 
of my last day, like, at least I did the best that I could. At least yeah. I showed up in a way that I would have respected and appreciated more. Um, so that's the main thing for me is, like, I'm doing the best that I can, and I'm continuing to prog progress and get the experience, as you said, like, mentorship. So although I haven't experienced a 9 to 5, I'm getting men mentorship where they're being honest with me. They're calling me out in the areas that I need to, to work on. So, like, like with all of this, like, if it's said and done, at least I contributed in a way for my life and the standard that I wanted to set, and I did all that I could for the time being. You feel me? Yeah. I feel like to add on to that, for instance, my my grandfather, my grandmother, and grandfather both drove school buses their whole life. Mm -hmm. Like forty years, they retired. Which there's nothing wrong with that if you love that. But what you said earlier about having that opportunity, like us, they didn't get an opportunity to live their dream due to kids. Now, I guarantee their dream wasn't driving school buses for a high school. Their whole exactly. Life. Yeah. So I feel like this is my chance where. My mom didn't do it. She had kids early. My dad had kids early. My brother, they did all stuff. So for me, I get the opportunity. It's your time. Yeah. Yep. I get the opportunity. So it's not like a rush, but like they didn't live their dream. So let me do it. You know but also Change. doing it for yourself because it's to what Keon said of True. like not yeah. doing it for everybody else. But this is something that you want to do for your life. Right. So it's like being intentional about what it is that you want. Yes. You know, you want to do it for your mom. I want to retire my mom. I want to, you know, have relationships so that my brother can do whatever it is that he desires when he grows up but at the end of the day i want to make sure that i'm doing this for me and this is what i want to do um and this is what i want to contribute to my life so yeah like being intentional about it you feel me yeah, yeah it's a rush for me it's, it's, it's always a rush like you said you went first class you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like yeah who wants to sit here and look at somebody else's life and i'm not it's comparing because it's like if i look at somebody i know i can do that too I'm not gonna yeah. look at somebody in first class and on a jet and living their best life and be like, oh, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, I want to live nah, like yeah. And even if it's a glimpse of their life, I understand how God works. All of this stuff is in the Bible. Be fruitful, multiply, dominate, have dominion. I'm not supposed to be stuck in fruitful. I'm supposed mm. to be able to dominate, be able to walk into wherever I want to go and be able to know that I can afford it. So if I'm sitting here just going through life, just playing around, you can't play with life like that. You got to be able to go after whatever you want. And I mean, it just so happened that we measure it with money. I don't know if y'all have ever read the parable of the talents in the Bible, but it talks about um, you have the three servants and they're all given something to steward over basically. And the two servants who had, I believe like, two pieces of gold and five pieces of gold, they went to work. They started stewarding over that money and they multiplied it. They turned it into more. And then the uh, the master, he was super happy about it. But then there was that one person who, once the master went away, he did nothing during that time. He did not steward over it. Steward over it. He didn't make it grow. He did nothing with it. And so then when the master came back, he was like, you wicked, lazy servant. Like, you did nothing with this thing that I gave you. So I I was gonna say like it's not so much of me just being in a rush but it's more so of me not wanting to live in regret later on mm -hmm. it's more so of me knowing that I have the opportunity now who 
who knows how life will be five years from now. So it's like, okay, let me use the time I have now where it's like not a whole bunch of responsibilities to chase after what I want. Because I know time is just going by. And yeah. You never know. Especially after being exposed to more, being in, in rooms and you seeing what people have attained. And it's not a thing of comparison, but it's a thing of like, yo, I want to continue to live an advanced life. I want to live to the fullest extent that I can. That's what the goal is. That's what the goal is, is to live the best that I can to the fullest extent. You know, do it for me, but also do it for people that I love. As you said, like they have, they've had their time. They had their time before you to make decisions. And that's what I think in business and in life in general is, it's all about making decisions. And when you decide not to make a decision, you that's still a made a decision anyway. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's like being intentional about it. Um, and one question that I have is like, what's connections or what's the intention that you've had with networking? Like, what do you see with the benefits of networking and mentorship and different I can like speak that. to that. I can that. speak on that one yeah. so, for y'all. So, yeah, I was going to say, so it's ironic because I met y'all, what, two months ago? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think I've told all of y'all, a dream, like when people would say, who was a dream guest you would want? I would say y'all, right? Where am I sitting? So just, I've seen in the last two months, when I show up to these events, I've, I've kind of seen you got to, you know, pay to play a little bit. But when you get in that room, it's so many people that you can literally touch that are literally right there. And once you make a net, once you make a connection with them, you can actually take something from there and have a result immediately, almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So if you get into these rooms, they can change your life. That's what I've learned. Yeah. So I'm like, bro, I'm I'm in. I mean, I know I need to be at these events for sure like that. Sure, you can't stay in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Well, of course, I'm a living proof testimony. For the Growing Pains podcast, for yeah. sure. So I've been to networking events, but like I said, like after college, I was a full-time entrepreneur. And then there was a time where I was like, okay, I'll be on. I really just need some money. But I don't want to just take any job. I wasn't going to take any job. And so six months in, you guys had, what was it called? The, the Go-Getter uh, Link-Up. Yeah. Come on, y'all supposed to know that. <laughs> the Go-Getter Link-Up. And I came... And I spoke up on stage. I got so many followers. So many people asked me questions. But the one particular person, I don't know her name. I just know her Instagram is like Urban. Um, she basically was like, I have an opportunity from you. She met me. We talked here. She said, I have an opportunity for you. I think this is something great for you. And that's how I got into Street Execs. She connected me with Tech. Tech is one of the bosses of Street Execs. It's Tech and Al. And literally Tech was like, can you meet me this day? Told him, yeah. Pulled up. Got had an interview real quick. I got the job by like two two days later. Like, Let's yeah. go! Yeah, I'm glad nobody interrupted her, so we need to click that up. We gotta click that up. That's a testimonial. <laughs> that opportunity, these type of spaces right here, shows you, especially like for young entrepreneurs, because sometimes, like I said, like I've heard all you guys, we can get down on ourselves, we can get overwhelmed, we can get exhausted and tired, yeah. and then. Most of all, like when we don't put ourselves out there, we're holding ourselves back. We're hindering ourselves back. So, but when we do, and it's with young entrepreneurs like ourselves, mm-hmm. we can see that, dang, like I do have people that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. I do love this type of feeling, these type of connections that I'm making. Mm-hmm. So then I can grow and be like, oh yeah, I knew her, and this is what we had, and this is how they helped, and go further and beyond. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. How about you, Jay? I would say with me just relocating from California. I don't have any, I have friends, but I really don't have any friends right now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of to my advantage because with me just now coming here, I get to network and build 
the friends I want around me, like, categorize mm-hmm. them, like, what he said earlier. So I would say networking is a key part. Like, me, I'm a part of the Standard, which is, like, a private members club in Atlanta, which got me into Rich and Fit. So now mm-hmm. it's, like, but also it develop a brotherhood. Like, anything I want, I can ask anybody, can you connect me with this person? And mm-hmm. within, like, five minutes, I got someone for you. Guaranteed, so I feel like networking is key because I feel like your network is where you can pick up your phone and call. So if you can't pick up your phone and call you for address or you for social media, how are we gonna grow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah for sure. And I feel like for me, uh, networking has been super beneficial. Honestly, me starting to work with like a lot of like millionaire clients happened from period. my <laughs> 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 period. Yeah. Um, started from my relationship with Donnie and mm-hmm. that started from me showing up to social group podcast a lot and so Donnie recommended me to to one person and then after that I started working with more successful women as clients women who were willing to pay thousands of dollars for a dress which I wasn't really used to before then and so I would say that's been super beneficial but I know as far as like my goal for mentorship I really really want a, I've had mentors but I want a mentorship and from somebody who's actually really really successful in fashion design like I honestly would love to go somewhere like Paris or something like that in it and go to these people who own these household names and pay them whatever the price is let me stay here for a summer and see how this is ran because I've been mentored by um, very talented designers but they didn't have the business side together but I've also had mentorship from business people but they also they didn't really uh they don't they're not in my field so they don't they don't know how to connect yeah they don't yeah they don't fully understand what i do and so to be able to say um i have designers in mind but i i know who i would want to work with yeah um and like pay for mentorship like that i think that would be super super beneficial for my life for sure she said uh like what has been the benefits or what have you have realized is the benefits of networking and you know having mentorship and different so it's been real good for me for because like when I got in touch with uh, Jay Shepard mm-hmm. from y'all Go Getter event, uh, another <laughs> that's hard. Yeah, so like <laughs> got in touch with him and he became like my mentor, but like also like a more of a friend too. So like we just talk on a regular or whatever. You know, what I'm saying whenever we get in touch, and he just tell me certain things. Like I ask him how you feel about this, how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying he just let me know and I just run from there. So that's hard. And then like with everybody else, like even CEO Maddie J. Uh, a couple other YouTubers, Avery B, you know what I'm saying, Vante, all of them. Like, I just talk to them and just see how they feel about certain things, and then I just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, networking, mentorship. I mean, I'm just blessed. Like, I can get whatever I want. You know yeah. What I'm like, I could, like, just looking at these last six years, I'm like, it's like not too many people that I don't know that mm-hmm. I was looking at. I'm like, dang, like, if you're my close friend, you're lucky because yeah. it's just certain places I'd be going. I'm like, and it's all based off of getting invited. It's not necessarily, oh, I'm in a group chat and all this. I had to pay to go. It's places that I don't even have to pay mm-hmm. to get in. And it's all based on relationships. And so um, relationships are real. And it's not just for getting something from them. Mm-hmm. It's, also, it's also for a, it's, it's, it's a standpoint of like, reminding yourself, I have something to give too. I'm valuable. It's an exchange. And people want me, people want to see me. So if you just sitting behind your phone all day trying to to just you know make that life, yeah. it's not gonna work. You have to actually be in a 
setting to where you're sitting face to face with people. So networking is real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I definitely want to be added to the close friends for exposure. Right. <laughs> 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 I want to get to the close friends. What's the best worthy person? I'm not going to screenshot the close <laughs> friends or anything. I would just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, feel me so. I think that I think that networking has been very beneficial. Um, and the reason being is because I didn't even know that I was intentionally doing it, working with not only celebrity clients because that's the difference. Sometimes a celebrity can be a celebrity, but they ain't making no money. You feel mm. me? And so, not working with celebrity clients, but intentionally working with millionaires, like you said, Jada. And so the thing is, for me, um, I didn't realize that I was networking this whole time. So from starting a YouTube channel, I was influenced by like Queen Naja, DDG, Clarence NYC, different people like that. So I started the YouTube channel, started the YouTube channel, going to Queen Naja's shows. That's networking. I went to multiple shows in the front with my camera vlogging, and now they're seeing my face over and over. And so I think that's the thing that most people ask is like, oh, how do I network? Keep showing up. You want to post on Instagram, take a picture with them, build a connection, build a relationship with people. Stop like stop trying to show something that it's not like you're trying to show people oh, I'm with this person. I'm with that person. But are you building a relationship with them? Are you making money with them? Are you moving in excellence with them? You feel me? And so like working with Dave, that was something that another connection built. I saw the story on his post where he was like, I want, uh, I need somebody to make a thumbnail. Went to his followers, see who follow me, see who follow him. How can I get connected quickly? Um, even though that I'm not in his face, how can I get connected quickly? And that was the way that I got connected was having somebody reach out to him. They got back to him and she reached out to him and he got back to her in five minutes. And so that was a connection that's, that's built wild. where I'm now on a network with them, with Jada and Yanni and Zell. I'm now on a network where I have a podcast. I now have been exposed to different people like Donnie and all of their people and I'm editing their videos and I'm hearing the, the way that they think as millionaires, the way that they get money, the way that they build relationships. Mm -hmm. So networking has been like a very beneficial factor into my success because I have continuously to be intentional about networking. Okay, yes. let me add to that. You just made me think about something. So I talked about, I guess, uh, what do they call it? I never heard oh, of it. I've heard oh, of it. Like you I've heard of it. with people on the same level as you? Well, yeah, you can work with a network with people above you, but also... Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, what I'll say about networking with people on the same level as me, I feel like that has been the most beneficial thing for me. Because, yeah. of course, yeah. I've had uh, I've had more money, I guess, money opportunities come from networking with oh. people. Yes, yep. networking mm -hmm. up. But as far as like character development, mm -hmm. I've uh, got a lot from working. Networking across, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I feel like I, when I started networking with other entrepreneurs who say they were having like ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars months, mm -hmm. but they they were successful in things that maybe I wasn't good at, but we're still peers, you know. Mm -hmm. um, they helped me get out of my comfort zone. They helped me grow in different areas. They put me onto things that I really didn't know about before. And so I feel like that has been something that has been uh, super beneficial as well. Like not only just working up, you know? Yeah, that's something that I got to do more because I have like those network, but I don't tap in. I haven't tapped in with those people because like, mm -hmm. hey, you're working with these millionaires, you're servicing them. So it's like I haven't paid attention like, oh, network with the people that's also in the room. And that's even something that me and Jariah recently did at yeah. Revolt where he was like, bro, we got to. Talk to people and yeah. just build a relationship. I mean, with when you people. network across, because I've, I've seen Issa Ray said it. Yeah. So 
when you network across, you're working with people that are in the same spot as you. They're just as hungry as you, but it's your friends. Yeah. It's like, bro, I am struggling. Help me out. All right, cool. I got you. We both in the same spot or we're in similar spots. I can help you out. We the same age. We're not the same age, but we're in the same spot. So I can help you out because it's a pressure that comes with networking up. But if you look across, this is a peer. Mm. This is a friend. This is someone that is mm-hmm. at the same place as you. For sure. So, somebody that you can actually grow with. Sometimes, you know? I, like you were saying, I feel like sometimes this might be a little even more beneficial to do yeah. that. Because right. yeah. y'all going to go get it together. Yeah. The people above you, they, they want to help you, but... It's not like they're looking across. They're kind of looking down. The people they're looking like, up bro. to the next person. Yeah. That's above yeah. We're trying to get to the same place. So What's been your benefit? And uh, I want to add to that real quick. And it's like most of the time, if you network with people on your level, most of the time they know somebody that the yeah. direct relationship that you want. And which is like the example of you connecting with Dave. Yeah. Um, but I say for me, networking has been so beneficial. I remember last year I was just I was doing DoorDash. And I wanted to go to InvestFest so bad. But I knew that I wasn't going to make it out. Because I was in Maryland. <laughs> and I knew I would have to pay for a plane and Ubers and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I have a skill. So let me delegate this skill. I DM like 100 entrepreneurs just telling them like, oh, I do content. If you need somebody to help you with your social media or this or that, I can help you. And now I didn't even know, but that's networking itself. Like right. if y'all don't have access to go into rooms, start with, with where you can. Add value to somebody. And they'll pay you, and then eventually you'll be able to build up to be able to get into those rooms because that's how it was for me. So I delegated my skill. Then David texted back, started working with Dave. Mm-hmm. But it's like that relationship with Dave ended up just ex- like spreading into other areas because now, you know, he put us on platforms, let yeah. us speak on stage. You know what I'm saying? And now with me having him as a client, now I have enough to go to these networking events. And it's been times where I would drive hours to go to a, a networking event. Um, I remember this one time Corey Avenger had an event in North Carolina, but it was another part of North Carolina. I was in Charlotte, and I had to drive for a little bit. And I do public interviews, so I'm like, okay, I can't go by myself because I need somebody to record for me. I told my friend, like, you know, you could come with me. And she was like, oh, like, I don't have enough. I paid for her and took her with me. Beautiful. Yes, and then <laughs> we got into the room, me paying for her to go and driving, the video I did there ended up going on Shade Room, getting mm. millions of views. Chris Brown reposted it. Like, that one sacrifice I made ended up just 10Xing, you know what I'm sure. saying? So that has helped me a lot. And just meet these relationships I'm making in these rooms. Like, I remember I used to watch World Envision all the time mm-hmm. with me having a clothing brand. And me showing up in these rooms, now they're seeing my face more and more. The last time when I was at Corey's event, not only did that video go viral, but I also was talking to them, to the uh, Nick and uh, Marlon for a little bit, which is the owners of World of Vision. And they're like, yeah, like I see you around. Come on our podcast. So not only did I get that video go viral, but now I'm on this podcast that I watched for from a long time now. For sure. And I, I have a question. And also, Jada, I love what you said, because now that gives me a perspective of Okay, yeah, when you're actually, when you're saying like, oh, I wish I would have worked a nine to five, but I, you now have mentorship and stuff like that. When you network, is it, you said vertically? Yes. Vertically and across. Horizontally. Yeah, so horizontally. When, when you network vertically. No. Horizontally. Horizontally. I'm bugging, I'm bugging, I'm bugging. Listen, listen. <laughs> when you network horizontally, you tend to, you can, okay, so if you're networking vertically, which is up, you you're now making mistakes with those millionaires, mm. which can then break those relationships. Right. And so when you network 
<laughs> horizontally, <laughs> horizontally, I'm, I'm tr- losing my mind. But when you network hor- horizontally, then now you go ahead and you can make those mistakes, and somebody's gonna keep it. Yeah, with the people you're building with, and they're gonna keep it real with you. Um, and the one question that I have is like, when you are networking or when you're working with people, and you have people who have a platform, different things like that. This is something we talked about on one of our segments. Sometimes people want work for free in exchange for to exposure. exposure and stuff. So how do y'all deal with that of like knowing like this is what I'm going to get paid for and this is what I'm going to get exposure for? I've done a few content stuff like water commercials, a few branding deals. But when I was in California, the water company I worked with, they're very big. They're bought out by Ethica and stuff. But I was doing all that for free just for exposure. Because honestly, for me, I wanted to be like a model for Ethica. Mm-hmm. So I was trying whatever I could, any opportunity open, because I just knew. I didn't care about the money at that time. At this point, it's just for me to get my name out there and build my face. But I figured if you don't have like a vehicle, you don't have money, then that might be a way like a, I will come, but I would need this, but that could also block your blessing because yeah. they don't really need you in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I feel like do things for free to help you get closer to your goal, mm-hmm. but don't do things for free if you're just being used. Yeah. It's really not benefiting you. Mm. Or if someone is trying to get stuff from, for free from you, I also feel like you have to, that's on your own discernment. Yeah. Honestly, you have to weigh that out yourself because only you will know what is needed or what you feel is super valuable to where it's like, okay, I just, the exposure is going to be great from this to where it's like, nah, you're going to have to really pay me for this. <laughs> so I believe that's really all. I need my coin. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've actually not really been in a position to where someone was necessarily, so all the stuff I've been doing so far is exposure. But I'm completely fine with that because I know that you're giving me exposure, but I'm also giving you exposure. So there's an exchange. But I haven't had anyone come to me and say, uh, hey, I'm going to do this for you for free. I'm, mm-mm. I feel like my discernment about that is kind of good. But like you were saying, if I think that it's going to get me closer to my goal, then I have no problem doing it. And for the most part, that's what they've been for me. Gotcha. Yeah. What about y'all? Yeah, I think, you know, as you get more mature in life, mm-hmm. you start to be more intentional about where you spend your time. And um, where you put your energy. Like, I know whatever I do, I put my own. Jumping bars. So, I mean, it ain't, ain't too much for free. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm going to get what I need out of it back. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing something just like, oh, I hope I get it back. Like, I know I'm going to get whatever I want out of it because I'm intentional about what I'm doing. Right. right. Are you communicating that to that person? Um, It just depends. Like, more than likely, it, I mean. It's so, you know you're going to get it, but it depends? Because what happens is this, right? Let's say, for example, I had a, um, a program that I was working with, right, okay. for a long time. And I was pretty much dedicating a lot of time into that program. 
see, that program put me in positions to where I was hosting events. I was putting, you know, people in rooms. I made 200, 500 people. I was doing it for free in their eyes. But mm. In my eyes, I was preparing myself to charge people. Ah. So it, it's, it's like I'm very intentional about what I was doing. <laughs> okay. So it's like it just depends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like, it just depends. Whatever it is, it depends. Let me just take right now. It just depends. It ain't for free, for real, for real. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it was preparing me. He cleared me right there. I got you. But well, for me, really, like, I say shout out to like A and P. I don't know if y'all know what that stands for. Yeah. Any means possible. Like, any means possible. Like that's literally, like I said, like plan A, get money, like just any means possible, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I stay focused on, like, as long as it pay. <laughs> he yes, said, sir. if it ain't about the money, <laughs> don't be hitting me up I ain't got time. <laughs> hey, man. Think about it, like, what else is there? Like, yeah. Like, if it's business, it's like, if it ain't about the money, for real. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like, like you're not just doing this for fun. He said, small talk. I still never asked you, like, what do you mean? What does small talk mean? <laughs> he said, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he said what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, Christians, let's say, um, Let's say, let's say, it's like, dang, y'all just not accepting no small talk. <laughs> like, no, you talk small talk, you cut, like, you gone. No, no, not that you cut, you gone. I just, let's say you ask me, like, how was my day? I'm like, oh, my day was good, this, that, and third. But after that, like, I don't, my head just don't be like, let me keep the conversation. <laughs> don't ask me nothing dang, more. Than no, I think, I think what he's saying is like, like if you're hitting me up every day talking about what are you doing, what are you doing? That's small talk. What are you doing every day? What are you doing? What are you doing? That's small talk. Everybody can talk. You got, like I said, intentional. You got to be very intentional. Yeah, we got to be his close friend. Conversation. Right. What are you talking about? It's like, it's the season. I feel like maybe. You can, well, of course, like, you can talk to people, but as far as who are you really having conversations with, I feel like it's, like, real conversation. High and by, stuff like that. Yeah. That's one thing. But, like, the people you're really uh, letting consume your time. Uh, mm-hmm. you like us, because we were sitting for two hours. No, <laughs> <we're> just, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, we've been having a good conversation. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I think you just have to really be mindful about, like, who are the people that I'm like, letting, like, fill up my space? And... Uh, having all these conversations with because it does affect you at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. You think your conversations are affected? Right. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We talk, we talk, we don't, we don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. It don't bother me. Like, but does I get it, that I'm money. saying, does it affect That's all I can do. Like you gotta build up to that. Like, though. Do you care if people talk to you or not? I'm saying like converse- conversations can affect you mentally. They can affect um, your energy. Like conversations affect you in that way. So it's like yeah. you have to keep that in mind when yeah. you're talking to people. I'm from since me like being a front office on a company. I do a lot of cold calling, mm-hmm. cold calling, and when I'm on the phone, I'm doing something. It's like, hey, how I get this contract? Or hey, my truck is here. Or, hey, this is there. So it's like, if you want to talk to me, what is there to talk about right now? If not, like, 
It sounds okay. like every movie, you know. It sounds like everybody need to read the book Better so Small Talk when you're <laughs> by Patrick you're King. Busy, but that's twenty four seven. So literally you're every second, even when you at not twenty four seven, bro. Five a.m. I go to the gym. Then after that, I come back at seven. Then that's from seven until let's say like six o'clock is straight trucking. Then from six o'clock, I spend time with my little brother. So I feel like if I'm spending time with my little brother, because I just moved here from Cali, so I really don't. I'm giving all my time to family right now, like a catch-up speed. Mm-hmm. So after that, then 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, I'm back to sleep. After I do my little night routine, my books and yeah. stuff, it's just... But is that structure every single day? Because I can be realistic. He's I can say. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, I was about to say like I could say like, oh, I work sixteen hours a day. But am I intentionally working for sixteen hours, or am I taking out an hour on my phone? Am I taking out an hour to just sit and procrastinate? Am I taking an hour to wash up or just? Sit and take a walk or something, you know, like car rides, like yeah. all the way here. Like, we got time to talk to nobody on the way here because we're yeah. on the way here, no or on the way stuff. back home. No funny stuff, only way here, the whole ride. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm not mad at that. But I'm even like some of that time, you could call somebody. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, it could be like a cool 10-minute call. Hey, how you doing? Like, what's going on? Yeah. I sometimes do that with my granddad. I feel I would do that, but like... <laughs> you can. If you tell them... That's how I know it's just I said an option, though. I don't want to. No. You my bro, but we could talk... Uh, prize piece, anything, but if you're not my bro, you're not in that category. But this how I feel, though. A lot of people make it seem like, oh, I just have no time for none of y'all. Like, right. it's just like, who do you think you are? You know what I'm yeah. saying? In my head, right. like, who do y'all really think y'all are? You know what I'm saying? Not saying you. No, no, no. But like, people though. that be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, even for what you said, like, you can't talk to me. Like, huh? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, when how? I say you can't talk to me, here, here's what I mean, right? I got people that will call me. Like, no offense, my family. They talking about what just happened. Right. Mm-hmm. It's you like, called the wrong person yeah. to talk about that. Or are you, you telling me about what's you, going on in the news? You think I'm going to sit here and listen to what just happened, yeah. and I'm sitting here trying to build a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. So it's not, you can't talk to me. I'm going to give you a time limit. Like, no disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you about two, three minutes of that. You know what I'm saying? Dang, that's crazy. All right, thank you. Gossip. We not go it's yeah, some people yeah. we not going further than gossip. Yeah, okay. Look at yeah. like, how much can we say other than that's crazy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to that point when you telling oh, yeah. me about like, oh, you know, Keisha just had this baby and this person doing this and he's still acting up, it's like, oh, that's crazy. I gotta, like, I gotta go, so that's it. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Now, I do have people that I that oh my bad. Well, yeah. I was gonna say I have people. I intentionally, I don't want to say ignore, but when I'm working, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, these people, I'm not talking to them. You'll get a phone call. You're like, I'm not picking. Yeah, up. it's like not okay. Right once I finish talking, or once I finish working, then who can talk about? Yeah, yeah. especially people who want to talk to you and not find a solution at the end of the conversation. They yeah. just want to talk to you about the problem. Well, yeah. and it's like it's just like what are we talking about? Like if yeah. I have like say like y'all call me or something while I'm working, if I can still work while we on the phone. I don't mind us talking, especially we're not about to be talking about just anything yeah. like, for hours and hours. It's, we, and it's talk, also not serious all yeah, the time. Yeah, we, we talk with some type of intention. Yeah. It's like we typically either planning something or figuring something out or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And then it's like, all right. Y'all need to be like, all right, y'all. Y'all need to be the first one. Y'all need to be like, all right, I gotta go, y'all. All right. I would also say for me, I would say I do do small talk, but it's me talking to my 12 drivers. I call them, check on them, which is me like, that's 12 people that you're yeah. calling. Like, you drop your load, but are you good? You tired? 
But it's mainly like it's small talk, but at the end of the day, I'm just doing that extra step to make sure you good for like your welfare. So it's like my phone is ringing. Of course, my grandma, my family, that's my priority. If you're my family, I make time for you. You got into a car wreck, you got to, I'll put anything to the side for my family. But if you're not like my family, my inner circle, or you're not a connection, you know what I'm saying? I just be like, bro, like, What's up right now? Like you good? If you good, let me hit you back or like hit me at this time. I'm not yeah. mad at you. Unless you die in, don't die. But like, yeah, not, I, feel like. I agree. I need to take care of this real quick. I'll call you after eight thirty. I can talk for like fifteen minutes. Okay, we schedule for next Tuesday or something like that. You know, I know I got. I won't go to the we gym. Put you on my calendar. Yeah. yeah, I like. But that, that's still intentional. Like, that's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I just I look at that as you just using your time wisely. Like yeah. you're not just spreading yourself thin to whoever just because they want to talk. That's For sure. Good. And I, I agree with that. And so, you know, I feel like everybody needs to read the book Better Small Talk by Patrick <laughs> King because <laughs> everybody feel a different way about it. You feel me? That's a good book that I uh, read with starting a podcast and stuff. There's different levels of relationships and small talk that you can have. You can have intellectual conversation of small talk. You can have, you know, just life small talk. And you don't have to talk to everybody about the same thing. As you said, putting people in position of like what role you play in my life as a friend, as a family member, different things like that. So, yeah, um, if it ain't about the money, make sure you go subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, and yeah, like if y'all have any last words, want to give y'all Instagram, y'all can follow me at Royal Travion. Uh, my graphic design agency is Royal Team Made It. Like I said, them thumbnails, them graphics, that's all Royal Team Made It. So let's get it. Yes. And then I also want to add. Um, Make sure, I don't know if you mentioned, make sure y'all subscribe, to, tune in on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Comment down below a business or an intention that you're working on. And also follow our Instagram, Growing Pains Pod. Make sure y'all do that. But yeah, my name is Yanni, and I own um, a Christian streetwear brand called Wise Label. You can follow that on Instagram and TikTok. My name is Jariah. Once again, I'm a podcaster. I'm the podcast. I'm the podcast host of the Highlight Reel. Once again, um, the Highlight R E A L underscore underscore. And one of the things I want to leave the audience with is basically to step into these rooms. That if there if there's a conference for something that you want to do, or is people doing things that you want to do, I would always recommend from now on. Going to those conferences, I wouldn't have been able to even be on this podcast if I didn't go to a podcast summit. So. Just go to these areas and you'll meet the people that you probably want to be along with. So, yeah. My name is Avian. Um, you can follow me. I'm a social media manager, digital media manager. You want to see it. Um, follow me at Who is Avian and Business Lazanay Media, L A Z A N A Y Media. My name is Jaden Lattimore and I work for MKL Logistics. Follow me on Instagram at DJ Lat. And one thing I'll leave the audience with, I would say, is. Wait your turn and have faith. At the end of the day, just have faith. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's something else we're supposed to say to the audience. I can't remember. Oh, YouTube. What well, other YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so make sure y'all follow uh, our Going Pains Pod YouTube channel. And if y'all want to see more roundtables like this, uh, let us know what y'all would like us to talk about. If y'all know some people that y'all think would be great to get on here, leave that in the comments and just let us know what you got from the conversation. And you can follow me on Instagram. My fashion brand page is at Jael Official, and my personal Instagram is at I'm Jada Ellis. Let's go. Okay, I go by G said and G said. G said. G said. Might have to slow down the. Uh the Instagram app this time. He said, don't, don't, don't get one. caught up in doing. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you're doing, like make sure you enjoy life. It's like mm-hmm. you only get one of them. So 
Into the money. Just really, yeah. Into the money. Plan A. Get money. Plan B. Enjoy. That's it. Okay. That's it. Just enjoy the money. Alright. And what's your Instagram? Oh, OG Bato at zero G dot V A T zero. Okay. OG Bato. Yeah. 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 That OG Bato got me though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. OG Bato. All right, Keon Edwards, uh, it's Keylock, I T S K E Y L O C K on all platforms. The biggest insurance brokerage in the United States. So, that's that. For yeah. sure. And so, last thing, uh, one thing I want to leave people with is to love yourself enough to not sacrifice your own well being, both mm. in business and personal. Show love to yourself before you can pour into anybody else. You feel me? Let's get it. Let's go. Yeah. We got it. Round table. <laughs> <laughs>